Welcome to the thrivingat60.com podcast, the number one motivational show on the planet. No more sour days for you. It's time to make lemons into lemonade every day. This is a podcast where we help you thrive, not just survive. We help you accept who you are, not where you are, by discovering and inquiring into how to turn lemons into lemonade. Are you ready for the roller coaster ride of a lifetime? Tired of feeling let down? Tired of the lemons life keeps handing you? We can help you make every day a lemonade day. It's time to put those lemons in a blender. Let's go on an amazing and exciting, unpredictable journey of discovery. We know champions sit in the front seat, so make sure your seatbelt is fast and tight. One, two, three, let's go. When you have an attitude of gratitude, people just want to hang with you. Introducing the woman who believes ordinary stands for extraordinary, the host of Thriving at 60, Wendy B. Welcome, this is Wendy B and I'm a life coach and I started this podcast because I believe ordinary people become extraordinary people. What makes them extraordinary is sometimes the adversity they have lived through and who they've become regardless of those circumstances. Sometimes it's little acts of kindness they bestow on people one act of kindness at a time. I believe that most of us have the ability to thrive, not just survive. My intention is to cause curiosity, excitement, to thought provoke, to cause people to alter their thinking, alter their thinking in a way that would not have altered otherwise and living from that possible altered view, create a new future for oneself, a new future that wasn't going to happen if you didn't alter or question your old views. This could cause unpredictable results that can make a permanent difference in your life and in the lives of others around you. I want to motivate and help people of all ages, particularly women. 50 to 110 fulfill their dreams. I want people to experience being excited about their life. This podcast is to inspire and motivate you right now for you to take action today on your purpose, your dreams. Maybe some of you don't know your purpose or your dreams or you are resigned they could never happen. Regardless of age, regardless of your circumstances, I will motivate and inspire you one step at a time to turn lemons into lemonade. It's never too late to start. Would you like freedom and power regardless of what life throws at you? It's easy to live life when life is working, but true power, true freedom is having freedom and power when our circumstances are ugh. This podcast is about when you get handed lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? Life isn't just about surviving. What does it take to thrive emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, financially? Well, I don't know, but this is an inquiry. And it's fun to every day wake up and look at, well, what's it going to take for me to thrive today? Or what's it going to take for me to thrive in my future? What do I have to put in place? And um, and, and it's really gives me a life worth living. You know, I'm designing my next 40 years and, you know, I think I shared this earlier. My one daughter said, Mom, you might not live another 40 years. You're in your 60s. But you know what? I may not. But I could, given how healthy people are today and how long we're living, I could. So it, it you know, I, instead of retiring like I got, I wasn't ready to retire. But it's like, what 
you know, I don't have to work a nine to five job. I, you know, I, I don't have to make as much money as I did before. And I could, because I could use it for other things. But it's like, what would it take for me to thrive and, um, and live a life worth living for the next 40 years gets me up in the morning doing whatever I need to do. You know, um, I shared, uh, earlier that I was in a car accident in June and I have to, you know, one of the things I have to do and it's very painful, but it works is I, I have to get this laser, um, uh, acupuncture done and, and it's painful. And the day after I'm like, Oh, I don't even want to get out of bed. And yet as I progress, it's way better. The pain is less and less. So it's just something, you know, I got to put in, to have my life work and have me thrive. I'm, you know, thriving doesn't mean you're always going to be joyous. You know, you might have to do things like get needles to release pain so that you'll be better. But it's like, well, what do I need to do to thrive? And I saw that I have to take some treatments that are painful and the day after are quite painful, but they'll help me thrive in the future. So, you know, I don't know what you'd have to do to thrive. You know, um, I just know that I'm not willing to be in pain 724. And now I guess the good news is that my um, daughter and her partner got their car back. Yes, it took over a week for ICBC to find it. And they assume some young kids took it for a joy ride. They only took it not very far from where they stole it. They didn't do any damage. So now my children have their car back. Yahoo! And I'm so thrilled. And they are too. They got the baby car seat, they got everything. So thank you, God. Thank you. And, um, and then uh, my, my last podcast, I said, you know, there was a woman I was working with and, and we had a bit of conflict and we need to resolve it. It hasn't been resolved yet, but I got some coaching and we're going to be talking on Sunday um, to have it resolved. Like we've set up a time to talk. So, and I know that we're both committed to resolving it. So it's like, wow, that will have me thrive because I can't be holding on to stuff and have my life thrive. Like if I'm resentful, uh, I'm not being grateful. And if I'm not being grateful, it's really difficult for me to thrive. And, it, you know, going to that, I saw that um, I, uh, we did in Al-Anon, we did this um, meeting on uh, how important is it and gossip. And I saw myself frustrated with my uh, daughter's partner, um, in my experience or my view, he complains a lot about her and um, says not nice things to her face sometimes. And I was stuck with that view. And it wasn't a very loving view. It wasn't a very generous view. I, I felt he's 34. She's 21. He should be more understanding. She just had a baby. And I had all these shoulds. And when I'm discovering when I have shoulds in my life, like you should be a particular way or I should be a particular way, uh, there's some righteousness there <laughs> and I've got to make someone wrong. If there's a should, I, it's, something's wrong. Either something's wrong with me, something's wrong with you or something's wrong with them. And, um, and so as I was talking to three girlfriends, I was caught looking at, you know, I'm actually gossiping about my daughter's partner because gossiping to me is uh, saying 
something that will diminish someone in someone's eyes. And um, I don't consider myself a gossip. So I was shocked when I discovered that. So um, I picked up the phone and I called each person and cleaned it up like, hey, this is, we just did a meeting on gossip. Um, uh, gossip destroys people, you know, people's personalities. It shapes how other people hear people. Like if I say, you know, my son-in-law is this particular way, then it shapes how you listen him, how, how you see him. And that's not fair to him. And um, or anybody, right? Like, you know, unless they're a, a murderer or a child molester, you don't have to shape how other people see people, you know, because it's, they, you, you, let them see the person the way they see them rather than how you think they should see them. So um, I, I cleaned it up with my girlfriends and my one girlfriend really got it. It's like only you would see that as gossip. You were frustrated and trying to work something out. And I said, yeah, but I still was saying something about my uh, daughter's partner that was demeaning. And so she got that. And the other two uh, said that they they thought that, that, that they've met my um, daughter's partner and thought he was great and that anything I said didn't shape that and but it for me it was important that I call them up and say you know I'm not interested in diminishing anybody in anybody's eyes and and I feel I did that and then the other thing and uh, was that I went to my daughter's partner and I told him uh, you know I uh, act like I'm loving and generous and you know I'm I'm you know I my stand in life is that families work and I caught myself making you wrong and trying to uh, justify it. And um, and I share with them, you know, you're 34, she's 21. This is what I thought. And I give that view up. I'm not willing to uh, interact with you from that. Now, that doesn't mean from time to time I won't say something if I think something's off. But I'm not going to say something from making you wrong. I'm going to say something from my commitment that will move your relationship forward. And... It was so neat because um, he looked at me and he said, you know, thank you for sharing that. Um, and, and, you know, I was making you wrong. And, that, and, and when I make you wrong, there's no love. And I said, yeah. And he says, what I'm present to is out of your sharing, Wendy, is that there's love there available. There's love in the space for us to have a, a better relationship. And I said, thank you for getting that. And thank you very much for being so generous with me because you could have held on to, you know, the other day we had a disagreement and, um, and I said, you know, I said something like, well, keep talking that way and you're going to destroy your relationship. And I walked away and I, I didn't feel comfortable, but I said that out of my frustration, but I still was making my uh, son-in-law wrong, my daughter's partner wrong. And, um, you know, I, I, they were going through some stuff and they were, back and forth bickering and I made him wrong and and what it is is that they that's what they were doing back and forth bickering and I am a stand that they work things out and and, and sometimes we need to mind our own business so uh, if we if we're going to come from making someone wrong who can hear us right but what he did say is he did hear some of the stuff that I'd said that day it made a difference and he started looking at um, his view of my daughter and how he's catching himself, he's correcting himself when he's making her wrong. And I thought, oh, 
thank you for sharing that because I don't get to see that, right? And um, and so I said, thank you. Thank you for making what I said make a difference and the, the generosity that you are, that you hold me in such esteem that even though I'm frustrated, that, that there's something I'm saying that actually alters how you be with my daughter. So thank you for loving my daughter and thank you for being so generous with me. So in closing, we're exploring how to thrive. And what I'm suggesting is that if we have any resentment or thought like you should be a particular way or your son-in-law or your daughter-in-law or your son or daughter or your husband should be a particular way, that maybe you're making them wrong and you need to look at that and um, and my invitation is, you know, to look at that from what are you committed to and then out of looking at what you're committed to, what new action could you take right now that can make a difference in that relationship? Because all we have is our relationships. If you take away everything, our homes, because that's what happened to me a couple of years ago. I, 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 I don't have a home anymore, like I have an apartment, but I don't own a home anymore. And um, I don't own the things that I used to own. You take everything away, what's still available is our relationships. That's all that matters. We can't take any of that stuff. When they bury us, we can't take it with us. So I invite us to look at, you know, the views that we have, our righteous views uh, may be holding us back in having what we want. So my invitation is to look at what is your habitual pattern or patterns that have you not thrive? Is righteousness in the way there? And I think the hardest thing for me is when I'm right, giving up being right and interacting with people from what I'm committed to. So what areas in your life uh, do you want to, you know, be more effective, especially in relationships? And uh, can you stop and take a look and see what part could you be responsible for so that the relationship thrives? So when you get handed lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? With an attitude of gratitude, you can make lemonade, you know. What did you like best about this podcast? I request you subscribe to my podcast and rate it in number five. What topics would you like to hear me talk on? Who would like a complimentary 15-minute coaching session? I want to call you personally and hear about your dreams and your goals, and I will give you one amazing tip that will help you out. I will call people who let me know they left a five-star rating for this podcast and provide their username on iTunes. So act fast, Google Plus, Stitcher. Just hit the button, subscribe to my podcast, and rate it a number five. Thanks for listening. Keep a thriving. Thank you for listening to thrivingat60.com with Wendy B. What did you like best about the podcast? Email wendyb at thrivingat60.com. Keep up on the latest by subscribing to the podcast. Also, drop by the website and rate the show. Turn lemons into lemonade at thrivingat60.com.